Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's edition of the About to Review podcast. I'm your host, as always, that guy named John. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your podcast catcher of choice. It is listed on everything. Apple Podcast, Blueberry, Alexa via TuneIn. You can also stream the episodes directly from the website abouttreview.com, which is where you can find full links to the show notes and guests. If you want to support the show, there is a link on the website. There's a direct PayPal link. If you're feeling generous, there's also an Amazon wish list. Make sure to follow the podcast on social media as well at About to Review on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is here to amplify diverse voices in media. And joining the studio is an amazing representation of that. Welcoming back to the studio uh, for the first time in a while, because we have had to do some weird scheduling things, but Tim Hall, the People's Critic. Oh, I thought you were introducing uh, Not yet. She is, a, she is a special guest. She gets introduced last. Okay. Save the best for last. Everybody knows who you are. But Tim Hall, the People's Critic, it's welcome. It's good to be in studio at a different time. This is the first time in studio at night, I think. Uh, For a while. For a while. Yeah, for, for a long time. Uh, and then, welcoming back to the studio, live, in the flesh... Jess, the curly nerd Jess from the one and only Curly Nerd Podcast. The now defunct Curly Nerd Podcast. <laughs> the returning. The return, curly, yes, the returning curly nerd podcast. Curly Nerd Podcast. You guys are on vacation. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, John. No problem. It is great to have you in studio. We were on our voice. Uh, we were on a, an episode together at New York City Comic Con. Oh, we sure were, yeah. Yeah. Uh, about Venom. Right after we saw Venom. Yeah. And tonight is no different. We are combining our powers yet again. Yes. We literally just got out of a screening of a new comic book movie, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. So on this week's episode, there are going to be three reviews, Mortal Engines, Bumblebee, and Aquaman. <laughs> Bumblebee, Mortal <laughs> Engines, and Aquaman. Uh, like I said, it is it is late at night, so it is one of those nights. Uh, okay, so before we get into... That will get into the original theme song created by Damian Randall of Ill Mannered Media. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, so we are we are back uh, in the about to review studios recording live. A uh, couple quick things in the geek news, nothing too major. Uh, Jess and I had a bombshell dropped on us literally right before we started recording mm-hmm. by Tim with a piece of news about a show that everybody in this studio loves. Uh, even though not every episode is fantastic, but Whoa. Tim, slow, slow, I mean, calm your, slow cool your down, jets, buddy. I cool. said not every episode is fantastic. Uh, no, that's I don't know. true. Yeah. All right. So, Tim, tell us the news that you told <laughs> Jess and I. It's not even really news. I thought you guys knew, but uh, Black Mirror is coming back at the end of the month on December twenty eighth. Yes. As Tim says this, as if we knew, Jess and I just stop and we, like, just, what? we look you at. You never look no at the idea. things to say like coming up this month on Netflix. No, no I don't really watch <laughs> Netflix. Okay, I have cable. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Pure nose of a little higher, Jess. There was, there was a calendar, and it had a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff coming up, and it had Black Mirror Season 5 on there. Now, that being said, yes, they put it on there, but Black Mirror notoriously likes to go under the radar. It is not something that they announce six months ahead of time. True. 
you know, they like to just kind of do these viral campaigns, drop names of episodes without yeah. any descriptions, drop posters without us knowing anything. Right. I usually find out the week of. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, like Damien. Damien's like, hey, new, new Black Mirror. I'm like, there is? Do you have a favorite Black Mirror episode? Uh, Metalhead. Metalhead oh, was creepy. That was, I think I gave that last year when we did our yeah. Black Mirror episode, I think I gave that my number one spot. Yeah, I love Metalhead. Metalhead, oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love post-apocalypse. I like the White Christmas stuff. episode they did with John Hamm. Ooh, that one—that was that was good. Yeah. Um, White Bear is one of my favorites as well. Yeah, I mean San Junipero is still San Junipero is great. I love. I, I, that was good. Hang yeah. the DJ was. I thought Hang the DJ was, was your favorite. I love Hang the DJ for all of your reasons. <laughs> it ended with the Smith song. Uh, uh-huh. I'm a fan. One of my favorite Smith song, Panic. Mm-hmm. Ended with Panic. Um, I liked this last ep- this last season. I thought was really good. USS Callister, yeah, Crocodile, Ooh, Crocodile. Crocodile. Crocodile was great. You know what was so funny? We were talking about the ending. Yeah, and um, my like spoiler alert. I don't even care. My coworker <laughs> and I was like, and the kid was blind. I know. And we started laughing. And one of our other coworkers was like, "You guys are laughing at that." But I'm like, "No, it just was like so crazy how the, it ended." Like the, the, the kind of show is like we're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so crazy. But yeah, it's a it's a really good show. I tell my dad that all the time. I'm like, it's a very adult version of like the twilight zone yeah. or like outer limits or something did you find it so i found and again they like to keep this uh kind of under wraps um so yeah it is a a tweet from somebody saying new black mirror in four weeks ladies what, what's the date on it uh 1228 yeah 1228 see netflix this is all that's coming and that yeah. was on there. So it, all it says is Black Mirror yes. Bandersnatch. Uh, yeah. yeah. On, on, Which again. On December 28th is a great day. They, they give day. nothing <laughs> nothing else to go with that other than Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Do you look up Black Mirror Season 5? I did. And That's there are a bunch of articles. This was the only one that Wait, really gave Mowgli's me Wait, Mowgli's already on there? That yeah, Mowgli's like a, out. That wasn't like Yeesh. a theatrical release? Uh, they did it for like a week. Bird Box is out this Friday as well. Oh, yeah. I, right, right. I want to check that one out. They, now, what is that about? Um, a quiet place, but with sight. <laughs> That's a really good description of it. Boom! Now who's the king of synopsis? Think it's, of a quiet, just place, a quiet place with sight, but you cannot see. But it's, it's oh 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 oh. It's a little different than a quiet place. I think a quiet place focused on like family and John Krasinski and, and right. Emily Blunt's characters, and this is more like. You guys saw it already. I saw it already. He did. I missed this screening for this it. It's more like Sandra Bullock is pregnant, and she's sort of pushing against. Yes. Like, okay, I did. Like, see did, they send, a family. did they send that one to us? Yeah. No, it had a screening for it. Oh right, right. And so okay. she's pushing against it, and this, and there's all these strangers stuck in a house. And once the resources run low, they've got to like travel out, and and then they eat the baby. No, <laughs> wow, oh. that was a different movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Black Mirror, December twenty eighth. Super excited for that. Yep. Uh, and again, with that very limited thing that they put out, is it going to be a set of six again? Is it just going to be one like Christmas special, like the BBC loves to do with most of their shows, like well, especially kind of with Doctor title, Who? So I was like. Bandersnatch. Like, yeah, yeah. like might one, be a special. I'm fine yeah. with like a 90 minute special. Me too. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> I have full faith in Black Mirror mm-hmm. to kind of do whatever yeah. they want. So, uh, yeah. So that is pretty cool. Uh, there's a movie that has been in kind of what they call in the industry development hell mm-hmm. for a long time, called Who Killed Don Quixote, directed by Terry Gilliam. This movie has been trying to get not only made but distributorship for almost a decade. So it is pretty crazy, but. As of right now, it has a new distributor, and they announced March of 2019 it will be released. I still am not going to believe this until we actually get like a legitimate trailer and release date. Because who knows? 
Uh, but yeah, so there are some weird details about that. I will put the link to the article that I read about it in the description below. Uh, and then, yeah, just real quick, uh, rest in peace. Uh, Penny Marshall, who passed away, she was like 75, I want to yeah. say. 75, she had just complications from diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. So she was somebody who, when I really thought about it, I was like, I th- immediately went to Laverne and Shirley because I was Nick at night. I always think it was Laverne yeah. and Shirley. But then I started thinking, like, as a director, yeah, that was really where, like, I started making more connections as to her work. Yeah, for me, it goes, it goes to A League of Your Own. Yeah. Uh, she also directed Big. 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 Like, that was something where, again, like, we, when we think about it, like, when we were kids, like, watching Nick at Night, Laverne and Shirley, and then we remember the other movies, it was not until I got older that I realized she directed those. Yeah. And she was a big sports fan. That's also what oh, I Oh, really? From. Yeah. Oh, mm, oh, yeah, yeah. I always courtside at something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was a huge sports fan, so. Yeah, so she she passed away today, actually, as of, as of recording on Tuesday. So, rest in peace. Uh, I'm sure that is going to make it on the Oscar reel. You know, for I always wonder who gets last on In Memoriam. Last year, I mean, it was Carrie Fisher. Like everybody yeah. knew it was right. going to be Carrie I'm Fisher. And her and Carrie Fisher are really good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is true. Yep, mm, yep. interesting. Yep. So, but yeah, so rest in peace. Uh, okay, so straight into the movies. So Mortal Engines. Uh, I saw Tim. Unfortunately, was unable to make it to that screening. Uh, this movie, basically, the the rough approximation of it because i found out later that this is based off of five books five of them so and i had no idea so essentially this movie is a post-apocalyptic world that jess and i love uh yep so like i love metalhead any yeah any post-apocalyptic scene good for it mm-hmm. this is a poke post poke apocalyptic <laughs> it's a poke apocalyptic <laughs> movie <Yeah>. post-apocalyptic <laughs> movie steampunk adventure where we're basically following the adventures of this young protagonist as she goes up against the bad guys. From the trailers, that was it. Like, we get no world building from the trailers. Yeah, there's that one that talks well, about I the mean, world they, ended. Right, that tells us that, you know, everybody went underground or into the sky, and then on there the are people sea. on... Uh, yeah, or that's what it was. And London was the big bad guy. Yeah, and London, yeah. which uh, London is always the big bad guy. I'm okay with that. Oh, no, I think. Yeah. Well, and especially with this, they definitely reverted back to that colonizer yes, mindset because they have time. this gigantic, just gargantuan rolling city that then literally swallows quote unquote towns. Yeah. You know, where people kind of band together in these little groups. They're all on kind of giant tractors grouped together in these colonizations. And then as soon as they get word that a giant, what do they call it? I think city eater, mm-hmm. they have a term for it is coming. Then all of those little ships kind of break apart and the city goes its different directions. So, Again, like why it, are people on tractors? Again, it never really gets explained, and this is one of those concepts where finding out that this is based off of five books, you know that they were just shoehorning in plots from all of those to kind of give a rough story. But I have no idea if this is the beginning of the story, because when we start and we see the woman who you see in the trailers, who I should pull up her name. Uh, She is played by Hera Hilmer. She plays Hester Shaw. We see her just kind of like on this mission to go after bad guy, Hugo Weaving. Mm -hmm. And he's the only recognizable actor in the movie? Pretty much. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How much is he in it? A lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he has like, yeah, it is not one of those ones where like, this is one of those like pseudo indie pictures, like one big name actor who is in it for like the first act. Like Gary Oldman in that one... um, uh, Gary Oldman loves to act, though. No, but the Gary... Uh, 
the monkey movie. The monkey movie? The monkey movie. <laughs> Planet of the Apes. The one the Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember? Oh. The, the second the, yeah, one. Yeah, the second one. Remember in the in yeah. the trailer, it's like he's all in it, but then in the movie, he has like five lines. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, That's why I thought Hugo Weaving was going to be in American Gangster. It was built up as like Denzel Washington, Russell Crowe. Right. They have like a two-minute scene, scene together. together yeah. yeah. So this one, no, he legitimately like is the driving force. Okay. Literally. Because huh? uh, he's in a giant tank of driving London. Driving the city. Uh so yeah, we, we start off with her recognizing that as his ship that she wants to get on to take him out. And so you're, you're kind of thrust into this world right away. And the production design, phenomenal. If they had shown this to us a week before, when it, if it had qualified for our Seattle Film Critics Society Awards, I feel like those of us who saw it probably would have given it a mention. Like the production design, the steampunk aesthetic, the sound design of all of these different tractor colonies kind of breaking apart. Is it like Wild Wild West? Yes, but so much better. <laughs> uh, there was not a giant spider crab monster. Uh, that's fine. But very similar, like that steampunk aesthetic, but to that Peter Jackson degree of like, it looks incredible. It was Weta. So, I mean, it was a New Zealand production. Looked phenomenal. Trying to follow the story and get introduced to these characters right away that I'm sure the book lovers are going to be like, no, that was such and such, and, you know, whatever. We have no idea who they are, and yet we were supposed to immediately care about them when they get put into danger. And that was kind of a fault of the movie. But it felt very much also like an anime where stuff is just kind of happening, and you have to go along with it. There's so many anime that, especially Jess, you and I watch a ton of anime where sometimes when it starts... You just have to sit back and wait for like the first 20 minutes. Oh, that's me for the third <laughs> season of Attack on Titan. I was like, what is oh, happening? Man. And I had to go back and rewatch it because I was watching it dub, su- subtitle. Then mm. I went back and watched it dub because it's on Funimation right now on um, Hulu. Adult Swim. No, on Adult Swim. Oh, okay. Hulu and partnered up with, did you see that? Hulu yeah, partnered with I Funimation. That, so. Yeah, that's how I'm watching my here at My Hero Academia. There you but go. yeah, they, they started throwing people in. I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. And I'm like, let me just watch it. And, and then it starts <laughs> kind of making sense. Yeah. Yeah. But that's different because it's episodes yep. it's hard to do that when you do that like you're saying with a movie like you just they had they gave us you. this movie is only and i say only but it is kind of standard these days two hours and eight minutes uh-huh to give us pieces of five books i still do not know if this is the first book the second book right the fourth book what was that movie that you hated with um it's late and my brain is not working it's okay with magneto what is his name Ian McKellen. Um, no, uh, oh. Michael Fassbender. Oh, Michael Remember Fassbender. Remember there was a movie where like, it was in the snow or something? Oh, like gosh. Oh, you hated that movie? The, the Snowman. The Snowman. Yeah. That's, remember, I remember Tim talking. <laughs> that was on this show, right? Yeah, that was here. Yeah, and Tim gosh. was talking about The Snowman, snowman. how it was like an, like one book out of a series of books, and it just made no sense. <sighs> yeah, we, we, none we, of it connected to We him. get yeah. introduced to Detective Harry Hole. Harry Hole, yeah. <laughs> which right. is still like in Sweden, in Finland, in just that he part of the world. He clearly has a backstory that they just never talk about. Right. Nothing. Like, we get introduced to him as this drunk, but everybody is like, oh, that's, that's Harry Holy. He's legendary detective. And we were like, we have no idea. Right. How well, is he this legendary, he legendary? He's like legendary detective? And we see him not doing any detecting. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's very similar <laughs> yeah. in that way where it was like, how are we supposed to care immediately for these characters right. when you can tell in the world there is some sort of history, some, which it gets to later. Um, Isn't she supposed to be scarred? She is, and I will give it credit where similar to, and I heard this on uh, the Weekly Planet, one of my other favorite podcasts, where with uh, Ready Player One, mm-hmm. 
in the book, she she has this like massive scar and she has hideous, yeah, so she wears right. a. And in the movie, she has like a scratch. And I was like, come on. Like, but she had a birthmark. It was a giant birthmark. Oh, yeah. Like you know, one of those big red birthmarks right, yeah. kids get, you know, like some people have those big but that was, discoloration. That was it. I'm and so hideous. Yeah. yeah, and it was right. like, ah. It reminded me of uh, Not Another Teen Movie when they yeah. point out Rachel Lee Cook and they're like, oh, overall, paint covered overalls and a ponytail. She's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so at this, like, legitimately, like, she is messed up. Like, when she takes her scarf down off her face, like, she has some, like, deep cuts in her face. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Like she was actually, it was a good Hollywood scar and not right. like a slight like blemish being like, yeah. I'm a monster. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, the production design was great. Uh, super multicultural. I liked that a lot. Like it was mm-hmm. not just Londinium, you know, right. kind of just there. London itself was really diverse. The outside population, I guess you can call them, was really diverse. The other you main... You see it and you kind of see it in the trailer. Yeah, and the yeah. other main actress... Uh, the Asian lady? Yeah, she is a Korean pop star. Go ahead and try it. J-I-H-A-E. Yeah. J-I-H-A-E. One name. It's G. Oh. J. So J. J. Is it G or J? I have no idea. Come on. That is the actress's name. G, I thought. J-I-H-A-E. Yeah. But the character's place is Anna Fang. Okay. So in the trailers leading up to this, I legitimately could not tell if she was a CGI character. Like, the smoothing they did on her face and just the makeup design and the way she moved, I was like, is this CGI? Even up until watching the movie, she takes off her glasses, and I was like, oh, she was a real person. (laughs) Like, they just made her look very smooth. Mm -hmm. So she definitely gets some incredible action beats. Uh, Again, I just, this movie fell apart in quite a few ways because I just had no idea how things were connecting. Characters would disappear for like 45 minutes, which we'll get to in another movie that we're going to be talking about, mm-hmm. and then reappear, and it was like, oh, you are still in this movie? And we care about you? Yeah. How? Why? Yeah. So that was interesting. That sounds like fun. Uh, the opening scene is beautiful. Again, that is what we see a lot of in the trailer, yeah. where London kind of comes rolling in, and I have to break apart. Uh, yeah, the dialogue is is real rough in parts. Um, there was a cool, like, some anachronisms, where they, at one point, there's this museum in London, and there's a museum keeper, and they almost knock over a statue, and they're like, these were the ancients' deities, and they're the minions from Despicable Me, because mm-hmm. they have no historical, they lost all records in this giant kind of EMP blast. So things like that were really funny, where it was similar to Ready Player One again, right. where it was like, look at this old thing. But this one actually like, pulled it off in a non-kind of cheesy way. Mm-hmm. But, uh Yeah. So overall, I think people who read the books or know anything about the books are going to enjoy this, possibly more than the people like me who came into it trying to piece it together the entire movie, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like really trying to figure out how these things uh, fit together. So the official rating system for this podcast, there are only three choices, no letter grades, no stars, no nothing like that. The choices are good, bad, or ugly. Simply put, a good film is something that you would recommend to a friend. Bad film is something you do not regret sitting in the theater for two hours, but not something you would recommend. Ugly, avoid at all costs. My official rating for Mortal Engines, I'm going to give it a bad because I was just confused the entire time. There's some really, really cool moments. Uh, your boy, Tim, uh, Stephen Lang, uh, who I still feel like should have been Cable. Josh Brolin was great, but Stephen Lang looks like Cable. He does. Like without, Like Josh Brolin had to get big to become Cable. Stephen Lang... 
as soon as we saw him in Avatar, we were like, hey, look, Cable is on screen. What was the movie he was in where he was the blind? Uh, Don't, Don't Breathe. breathe. Yeah, oh, that was, that was good. Yeah, There's a sequel in... coming out. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, he was good in Don't Breathe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, he... He's still alive. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he looks, he has been that big for a while. It's like Jason Momoa. A lot of the actors we see have to get in shape for these roles. Jason Momoa There's, has looked yeah, like this been, for 10 years. Yeah, been, or longer. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, Stephen Lang is in this as a really cool character, Shrike. Um, but that plot line makes no sense. Yeah. So I will talk about it off mic. But yeah, my fish writing is bad. I enjoyed parts of it. The production design was beautiful. The score was really nice. I was just confused. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, moving on to uh, the <laughs> the movie that also... Actually, real quick, back to Mortal Engines. I feel like this movie, because of the next two movies we're going to be talking about, Mortal Engines, if it had come out three weeks earlier or three weeks later, would have done pretty well. Mm-hmm. When it came out with Bumblebee, Aquaman, Mary Poppins Returns, so many movies coming out. Spider-Man. It is, uh, sp- yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. Like, this movie, so Mortal Engines currently is on track to lose $100 million. That. That's really sad. It that. is because it just Timing like, is everything. Yeah, and Tim talks about it all the time because of his past theater experience. Yeah. It comes down to theater space, literal, literal theater space. Yeah. Downtown at Regal Meridian 10, or what do they call it? Is it 16 or 10? 16. 16. They I only work, have, they only I have, work there. Yeah, they only have 16 screens. With all of these movies coming out in December, they just are not going to have the screen space. Right. So three weeks earlier, around Thanksgiving when the kids are off school, take them three weeks later in January when nothing is coming out. Right, right, right. Go for it. Do it there, yep. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to the next movie, the aforementioned Bumblebee. Bumblebee. I'm introducing Bumblebee. Bumblebee is kind of a reboot. Oh, it is definitely Prequel a reboot. to the Transformers series we yeah. once knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Bay is no longer directing the film. Thank God Thank for that. Thank goodness. Yeah, um, like... The story follows uh, B, is it B-127? Is it, yeah, B-127. B-127, who is named Bumblebee, is after a, a war on Cybertron. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes to, is sent to Earth by Optimus Prime to set up base um, for the Resistance. Sounds mm-hmm. familiar. We've seen yeah. this before, setting up base on the alien planet for the Resistance. And um, uh, to, to help fight the Decepticons. And he ends up f- meeting this young girl, mm-hmm. she becomes like his best friend. Yep. And he has memory loss. So he doesn't remember anything. And we see why he cannot talk in all of them. Learn why he lost his voice. Mm-hmm. And then anyway, the Decepticons show up and they trick the U.S. military, saying that do. Bumblebee <laughs> is a fugitive, and help capture him. Mm-hmm. And so then there, there's fight. There's a fight on Earth. And in exchange for helping them capture this fugitive, they will yeah. lend their technology to us. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Any alien species that comes down to Earth saying, we just want to share technology. Yeah, we're here to help. Unless they are Vulcans, yeah. get out of there. Help right. us help you. Um, yeah, that's the movie. It's Bumblebee on Earth with a girl, you know, who's needs in need of a friend. And they mm-hmm. befriend each other. Yeah. Uh, 1987. It's 87. Well, that's the year it's supposed yep. to be. And okay. what was great. So definitely, I mean, this is legitimately a reboot. Because Tim and I, after talking about one of the worst movies of all time, Transformers The Last Night. Last oh, yeah. year, that movie's bad. We saw pictures of Bumblebee in World War One, and then yeah. there were Anthony Hopkins was like, "He's been around for hundreds of years." And we were yeah, like, they were just r- r- doing this on the fly. <laughs> like, and it was like, "Are we going to see Bumblebee helping out Harry Tubman in, yeah. the, in the Underground Railroad?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> so we had no idea with this one where they were going to go. They start almost right away. He crash lands on Earth, 1987, fresh. Yep. Nobody else is there, so. 
that right there is a hard reboot. Yeah. Which is why I thought and he's it was, a soldier, and so he knows how yeah. to fight. So he's not like a little oh bumblebee. Somebody help him. He's right. Just, he's he's there to fight. He's he is, he's a young army. soldier. Young soldier in this war on Cybertron. Which this opens with a fifteen minute war on Cybertron that is better than the past four Transformers movies. Not that's yeah. What I appreciated about that was when they transform into the planes. They're mm-hmm. just like the plane from the very first episode yep. of the cartoon, the Gen One. Yeah. But here, here was my thing with that. So yeah, the Gen One Transformers are there on Cybertron. We have Soundwave, yeah, OG Optimus Prime, uh, Starscream. Starscream was there. Do we see Megatron? No, we don't see Megatron. Yeah, we don't see Megatron. But here's my thing. This is on Cybertron before they ever encounter humans. Mm-hmm. Why does Bumblebee turn into a car? And why does Soundwave still look like a stereo? Well, he's a futuristic looking car. <laughs> like looking at Soundwave, and he was like. Uh, one of the greatest lines because yeah. they, they they said they pulled it directly from the cartoon. Directly from the cartoon. And he's like, Ravage, eject, and Ravage pops out and he has this Jaguar. And he attacks. Which again, do they have Jaguars on this planet? I don't know. He attacks Optimus Prime. That's all they cared about. So like that, it was really, it was amazing to see. I mean, them see. transforming it into any kind of automobile or yeah. mode of transportation from the planet Earth is strange to me. It's it was strange. it was super weird. <laughs> and then I was like, but at the same time, the nostalgia. Like fighter jets from the 80s. I'm like, how'd you know there's fighter yeah, jets? Yeah, right. Yeah, well, and they have fighter jets on Cybertron that look like a little bit futuristic, which was kind of cool, but Soundwave legitimately looks like a stereo. And it was right. like, yeah. um, and uh, Bumblebee, even before he gets to Earth, has tires on his back. And I was like, where do you get the rubber from? Where, and yeah. yeah, so that was just, yeah. it took me out of it a little bit, but at the same time, that opening scene, right. it, it looked crushed. But at the same it. time, like I like to say, wasn't based on a true story, so. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Optimus kind of Prime comes flipping yeah. in with his gun, shooting yeah. oh, people. It's great. Man, he shot a lot of robots in the face. <laughs> like, he is a crack shot. <laughs> it wasn't like a bunch of fake, like, anti-freeze blood no, everywhere gosh. like in those last couple of No, no. and what was Which amazing. I thank, I was just thank like, God. Was and what was, like, what was incredible with this, when you have dozens of Transformers fighting each other, everybody was distinct. Yeah. The problem with the past three Transformers movies, literally it is just metal right, on top right, of metal. Right. Have no idea what is going on. Right. This one, not only did everybody have a color scheme, the sizes were different. Like it felt like different characters in a battle. Mm-hmm. So that was just unique and different. That opening scene was phenomenal. Like I was hooked. And the right Decepticons away. were evil. Yeah. 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 I think the other movies have sort of danced around them being evil. They're evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, speaking of the antifreeze type of, you know, quote unquote, blood and guts. Right. They, the Decepticons at certain points, because duh, they're Decepticons and evil. And I did like how John Cena, what, he was kind of our grounded reality person, which we need in any of these movies. Mm-hmm. At one point he was like, why are you trusting them? Their name is literally Decepticons. <laughs> he says that? <laughs> he yeah. says that because yeah. they introduced themselves as Decepticons. And he was like. But he's like a villain, right? Kind of because I saw you he, know I saw that I went to the panel at Comic Con this summer. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. he's Sandy kind of a villain. And he came out whatever, yeah. and I showed I saw enough of it to know what the he movie is. The, was he about, is the bad human, basically. Right, right, right. So, yeah. But he's not really the villain. No, no, he's the bad. I mean, because okay. there are giant killer robots. Right, 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 right. Um, but what they do in he's a couple interesting ways when the Decepticons would blow up a human uh, or attack a human. The effect they went for made no sense whatsoever. It was like men in black. Yeah, it literally was. They would shoot them, and it was just like, they turn into clear liquid yeah. all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, I saw that on a, at the San Diego. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it was like, uh, um, is that to avoid getting a harder rating? Yes. Oh, you know what that reminds like, me of? Um, You're so good with movies I'm tonight. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, it's not fair. I flew in from New York okay. this morning. Yeah. You have been up and, since like, like 4 a.m. technically. No, I was up at 4 a.m. Like New York time. Oh, Because yeah. I had to be at the airport Ugh, by like 4.30. Um, War of the Worlds. Yes, yeah, exactly. Where they were just—it was Turn not even like dust. a vapor. <laughs> yeah. But again, like if they had vaporized, <laughs> cool. This was Love that. like they it's, turned it's it literally liquid. Men in Black. It's literally like yeah. when they used the guns in Men in Black, and, <laughs> and they just they just splurged yeah. into yeah, these yeah, weird yeah. things. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So that was <laughs> super weird. Right. Um, the Bumblebee stuff is fun, but so because of his memory loss, which they mm-hmm. don't really explain much, yeah. he acts like a dog. Like for a right, big I saw part of that. The movie. Like him trying to come through the yeah. dog door yeah, and that. hiding and sc- like yeah. scurrying around. And yep, yeah, he has yeah, like yeah. a he has like a pet. And not only that, but like a whipped dog. Yeah, yeah. like he cowers. Like a feral in a, child. Yeah, he cowers in a corner when he sees Haley Steinfeld, who weighs like eighty pounds. Yeah, when she gets upset, and he like cowers away. That well, I mean, adults are afraid of mice, so this is a fact. True, and elephants. Like they legitimately prove that on MythBusters that yeah, yeah. elephants are afraid of mice. But it was just, it was kind of a weird yeah. dynamic between the two it, of them. It, it, he was, and he couldn't speak, and so he spoke through the radio, and right. it's all that kind of stuff. Uh, Haley Steinfeld, as Charlie Watson, was actually really solid. She was fine. Like, I, I liked her quite a bit. Um, and then who was the young guy? Uh, he was just there to her, be her like, friend. are you okay? How, yeah, are, like you, how the, are you feeling? Her pseudo-love interest who was just pining over her the, the whole time. The entire movie. Uh, like, they work. 20 feet away from each other at like they this, live this next carnival door to each other. and they live next door and he has never spoken to her never spoken she has no idea who he is no well I mean I have neighbors I had neighbors like that when I lived in Seattle but did you also work literally with an eyesight no exactly like yeah. she works at a, hot at, dog at a, on a, a circus yeah she works at hot dog on a stick which I've only ever seen one of in my life oh I've seen a bunch oh, yeah these are one at my old job like by my old job really yep. yeah I used to go all the time they had vegan dogs wow yep uh, so yeah she worked there and then he worked at a churro stand they were good mm-hmm. literally 15 feet away and he like bumps in and he's like, Ugh. like he was just this yeah. weird bumbling guy. Um, the music, great, was fantastic. Like they, they nailed spent a lot of money on that music. Oh, they've yeah. got like th- three Smith songs in it. Which as soon as they, so at one point, uh, three. She I'm puts in, oh yeah, she puts in a, a Smith's tape, uh, cassette tape into Bumblebee to like, you know, get him to get him into music, whatever. Play starts saying, starts playing the Smiths. And he spits it out immediately. And I was like, oh, Tim is going to hate that. <laughs> that's funny. He has no taste. Apparently. So uh, Yes, there's a lot of good songs in it. So the guy who directed Kubo and the Two Strings yeah. and Coraline is the director of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Travis Knight. How do you feel? I guess, How did you feel about it? He also did like, Par- or he was on the animation side for Paranorman. Right, right. But uh, which what, I just looked how did up. you feel about how he directed this one? He did a good job. He actually, like, it was, like, I mean, even those simple, quote unquote, simple choices of color play within the robots, within the Transformers fighting each other, that was a design choice. Like, that was somebody on the design department being like, hey, this is what they look like, and him actually listening to them as opposed to being Michael Bay, just being like, no, it's going to be sweet when yeah. they crash into each other. Like, they were like, you're like, on like, an explosion! And yeah, like, exactly. There's special like effects, not a story. 80% less explosions. Yeah. Um, and all they, the all the fight sequences, you can you can see what's happening. Yes, you can actually see the, what's <laughs> what even, yeah. even the big even the big fight at the end. Yeah, we said like and you I get on happening. this about DC all the time and a lot of action movies when your final big fight takes place at night in the rain middle of the night like you cannot tell what is going on. This still took place at night, 
you could see everything. Like yeah. everything was in detail. Nothing felt blurred or rushed. Like it just it felt like a like progression. And we'll get into this with our next film, but there, there weren't a lot of wasted moments. Yeah, true. There wasn't a lot of like. We've got our, let's her have her meet B. She, she meets Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. They have that relationship. Her little love interest shows up. The government gets involved. Tepscon show up. There's a fight. Her yeah. family's in it. They're funny. They're, you know, everyone else <laughs> the around is funny. Good. Yeah. Um, the stuff that's really cheesy about it is cheesy for the sake of it being like a kid's movie. And not like, but that's and, not the director's fault. Yeah. It's just like, this is the, and he, but giving that, like, she's going to do something super cheesy at the end of the movie. It was still shot well, even though I laughed out loud. I still was like, oh, and then like the cheesy, well, yeah, the cheesy moments were like '80s action movie cheesy, yeah, and they they really nailed that time period. Mm-hmm. Just going with it, one move, one thing that the movies always had a bad reputation for are horrible product placement. Yeah, where like Mark Wahlberg with like what was it like a the truck exploded and he like just pulled the Bud Light like directly to the camera and it was like. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, they had like the big Mountain Dew. Um, oh, it, like, it yeah. was blatant. Remember, remember, they had the Mountain Dew pop soda dispenser, and it like slid machine. down the counter, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like, just stop no, trying like, to. I think it like started turning. Remember everything? Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Into the robots, robots because they're all yeah. spark. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this one, they do have product placements, but they were all like clever Easter eggs and funny. Yeah. She sits down to breakfast, and I was like, Mister T cereal. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like that was a product placement, but nobody is like like Atari. Is an Atari video game there? Atari. Uh, tab soda, yeah. so like yeah. things that when we look at them, we're like, oh, we remember that. Yeah, like, yeah. but it was not like just so in your face. Right. Um, I wish that there had been a moment, and I thought we were gonna get it right at the end. So this is definitely a reboot, kind of of this universe. They had they had been in talks when GI Joe when they were making those movies to eventually do some sort of crossover. There is a scene in this with John Cena towards the end where I was waiting for him to like. So his, I forget what his character's name is, General Beefcake, whatever. Yeah, right. pretty accurate. Um, I was waiting for him to like, you know, be like, all right, blah, blah. They call me Duke. You know, like, do, Don't like do that. a really subtle G.I. Joe reference. Don't do that. I would have left. <laughs> I think that would have been really just clever. Again, like an Easter egg. Nope. Even if they never plan on tying this into a G.I. Nope. Joe movie. Yeah, Tim's not here for it. Not, yeah. I am not here for it. What if he had been shipwrecked? No, come on. Roadblock. No. Uh he was he, he was he was there for like silly comic relief, yeah, and to be like the human guy on the, the ground. Although when fine. like his comic relief stuff, being from his wrestling background, was solid. When he had to give like somewhat dramatic stuff, it just fell apart. Like the, I could just yeah. see John Cena right. on screen versus like when he was talking about like their name is literally Decepticons. Like that felt way. Yeah, this should have been like a straight up villain. Yeah. I, well, one way or the other. Yeah. Like either make him the comic relief military guy, or who make him like, like a like. A yeah. full on like evil. Like robot races like Will Smith and I robot. Just hates for I just hate robots. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. I loved hearing the the original kind of Gen 1 voices. There's also another Easter egg that is in this. There is a man in this who works at a shop who as soon as I see him, I recognize him right away. And then as soon as he starts talking, I recognize his voice right away. I will not really give that away as a spoiler, but just pay attention to this old guy who works at a shop. Okay. Old guy at a shop. Um, this theater was the most hyped theater I've been to in a long time. Tim and I go to screenings all the time with the general public, and they laugh, they cheer at weird moments. They cheered a lot. This but it was movie, a group of kids, like, and it was like a robotics club oh, who like okay. had a little display outside with stuff they had made. Nerds. Man, Nerds. like they were 
having the time of their yeah. life. It was it was their first movie. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> they Ever. were cheering at everything. Yeah, M- mid movie. Yep, full out applause. That drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah, it would have drove you crazy. It was, oof, <laughs> that was that was pretty intense. But if this is a reboot into more movies like this, I'm fine with that. I'm back on board because after Transformers: The Last Night, I was not sure if I would ever watch another Transformers movie again. What was the second Transformers movie? Uh, Oof, the Dark of the Moon. Dark of the Dark Side of the Moon. Or is that the third one? No, this third one was Extinction. No, No. Uh, you know what? Yeah, (laughs) I mean honestly, after that second one, when they had the bots, I was like, I can't do it. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I remember running to my homeboy going going to see it, and he was like. He was shaking his head. Oh, I was shaking my head. He was like, you're not going to like this. Oh, I was like, I was why? Mad. He was like, you'll see. <laughs> That's all he said. Yep. And I was, when it popped up on screen, I was like. Oh, the Transformers shuck and jive. Yeah. Shucking it. I we don't know how to read it. We don't read too good. We don't read too good. I was like, what? Like, he's just didn't look at my face. I brought one of my yeah. girlfriends. And I looked over. She looks down. And she's at her lap. And she's shaking her head. Like, yeah. kind of smiling. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, and then you had, like, the Scottish one. And you had all of these. And it was like. Yeah, it's dumb. You come from an alien planet. You get here. You take the shape of a vehicle. Why do you need to change your Where'd voice? Where'd you get the accent? Like, from? why? Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I'm glad that he's no longer involved. Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was cool. And this one, like, we get again the Gen One Volkswagen Bug. Yeah, you know that all of us had, you know, remember and stuff. That was oh, really cool. I'm like, I didn't not that old. Jeez, I didn't have yeah, one of those. I did. No, my grandma did. Of course you did. I my did. my grandma had one. I had Starscream. Wow, that's my guy. Wow. Oh, you mean the toy? Or just talking about the car. I'm like, God, we weren't driving. We were children. (laughs) My mom saw. My mom saw. No, yeah, we had. I had the. No, I was like, what in the world? Um, it's like, uh, (laughs) no, yeah, we had the toys. Mm -hmm. The toys, the toys. Yeah, Yeah. so that was really cool. Just to see those OG ones, Mm -hmm. uh, the triple changers. Yeah, that was another really cool thing. So yeah, uh, yeah, Dylan O'Brien did the voice of Bumblebee for a while. He was Bumblebee early on when he could talk. There were God, there were a ton of voices. Bumblebee in here, which was kind of cool to hear. Uh, and then it was like, oh, wait, no. And then you lose your voice. But that was a weird carryover. Like, if you were doing a reboot, why keep that Even aspect though, of the yeah. character? Well, it, it led to him not being able to explain what was going on. So Haley Steinfeld could be like, who are you? What are you doing? Where are you from? Are yeah. you from the skies? Are you an alien? It led for all that. <laughs> yeah. For uh, exposition, for her to be curious about this guy. True. Uh, Speaking of alien movies, uh, have you seen the new Mystery <laughs> Science Theater 3000 on Netflix? No. Oh, they did the... The first episode, they do Mac and Me. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, well, I definitely need to watch Mac that. Mac and Me is crazy. I do Mac need to watch that. Mac and Me that. is yeah. the weirdest. I've not even I've not I've even seen. I've seen Mac and Me. Mac and Me was an insult we used to use on people all the time. But it was something where like, I had not even thought of that movie in oh, yeah. 30 yeah. years. That yeah. fake E.T. movie with all the product placement. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the first episode of the new season of Mystery <laughs> Science Am I Theater. lying? No. no, you're not. Uh, oh, but man. I haven't seen it in a million years. They do it. I mean, they, they at least... Did a thing that was surprising in the eighties where they the main kid is differently abled and is in a wheelchair, so like good for you. Like showing that. Doesn't make and a then, good movie. No, and then the rest of the movie is just trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, okay, so Bumblebee. Uh directed by Travis Knight and starring a whole bunch of people that definitely Yeah. Uh Angela Bassett was one, yeah, of, the she's one of the voices. Like, I do remember that. That, that was yeah. pretty cool. So uh yeah, Tim, what do you give Bumblebee? It's a good. It's cheesy and, and silly and four people my nephew's age but it's mm-hmm. i had fun watching it and i enjoyed my time in the theater i didn't hate it and i liked all the g1 stuff was like nostalgic and fun to see even if it didn't necessarily make sense it was cool to see what what i saw as a child like realize on a big screen which i hope we'd have gotten with the first transformers but you know we, i mean when we went at like 
Gorponok in the beginning desert yeah. scene in Transformers. Like, oh, that opening scene at the Attack on Katara is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So great. Even with Tyrese in it, it's still great. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that guy. But yeah, then it just went it went, yeah, it went, left. It went nuts. Um, yeah, my official rating against all odds, this is a good, like, I legitimately had a really fun time yeah. throughout this entire movie. The last Transformers movie, The Last Night, Tim and I sat together. We felt assaulted. Like, it was offensively bad. I remember bad. being an hour in and it felt like three. Yeah. Well, because at one point you like, <laughs> I'm like I'm you kind of like went to look at a watch or something and I, I leaned over and I was like, we still have over an hour left. And you were like, you were upset, like legitimately an hour left. mad. <laughs> so it was like a drunk Merlin and oh, like, man, have you seen it? Why would oh yeah, you're right. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It it's is. Not, it's not my. It's your guys' job to watch bad yeah. movies. So it's, not, it's, yeah, no. it literally. My, my it's, time is precious. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, bro. Worse and, than Prometheus, huh? Oh, oh, for sure, hundred percent. I'd watch Prometheus over that hundred times. Yep. Same. <laughs> that is. Oh, you, Jess, you have no idea. <laughs> they bring in this woman who's supposed to have all this knowledge of oh, history, gosh. and she does nothing. Nothing. Then, then no, they think. But then, is she like the hot chick? Yeah, mm-hmm. but then her mom, oh, her like mom's with her book club, and they think she's—they're not knocking stuff around. They think she's having stuff oh, upstairs, and they're like listening that. in. This is all in this kids' movie. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like not only that, but like these old ladies, these up. old ladies are like, oh, like yeah. he's really giving it to her, like good, like good for them. And it was like it's like the roughest sex they're having upstairs. <laughs> Eventually, yeah, it was. And movie. when we go to movie. when we go to a Transformers movie, <laughs> you know what we like to see? Robots transforming. Yeah. The later in the movies they got with like Transformers the last night, there would be scenes with like Anthony Hopkins with a not hot was it hot Anthony rod? Hopkins? Oh hot oh, rod. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be like Anthony Hopkins and his robot. You'd be like, all right, we need to leave. His it would butler. pan to a different character. You would hear pan back and they were transformed. Oh wow. We literally did this not is like a bad like, like they did not spend Japanese the money. Movie. Oh yeah. Like we want to see robots transform. Their name are baby robots. I don't know who's yeah. conceiving them. Oh, that was weird. That was there, and there was like Mark Wahlberg is supposed to be some mechanic. It's the second movie he's in where he didn't fix anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's supposed oh. to be this big fixer guy, and he doesn't. He has what's his? He has a dumb name in that movie too. We're going down. The it's worse than Hall. Harry Hole. I kid you not. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> his name in these movies is so bad. Um, <laughs> it's worse than Harry. Mark Wahlberg plays. <laughs> oh yeah. Didn't I? I'm right. Cade Yeager. Cade Yeager, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, okay, so the movie before that, they made it a point to say that the guy dating his daughter was it was a, legal for them to have sex because of some law. rape. And there's a, there's a whole scene in the movie. I, did, I didn't that. see that part. Yeah, I was on a flight going. I think I was actually, I was actually on a flight like, to Asia, and I was like, oh, I might as well watch it. I have time. Mm, nope. And it was three hours long, and nope. I got two hours into it, and I really was like, my god. If your if your daughter's boyfriend has a card in his wallet yeah. that talks about the rules of the state <laughs> that allow him to sleep with your underage daughter. Arrest him yeah. immediately. And why is this in this movie? Like, it was, oh Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Kate, last night was worse Kate than Yeager. that. <laughs> yeah, the last night was, yeah. was atrocious. But yeah, Bumblebee, like, it seriously surprised me how much fun I had in this movie. The, the music, all the music cues, and again, similar to the product placement, it was not thrown in there to hit you with 80s nostalgia. Like, everything made sense. Like, all the beats made sense for the music. Um, before we move on, can I tell you what the worst part of last night? <laughs> yes. Transformers last night. Transformers last night. <laughs> There's a scene where Optimus Prime has a sword, yep. and he's fighting, yes, I, and then Mark, the Mark Wahlberg has a sword, mm-hmm. and he stops He stops Optimus Prime's sword. Yeah. This, a human yep. 
stops this gigantic 800 foot robot uh, from because Mark sword. Wahlberg was wielding Excalibur. Yeah, it was like, he stopped him. And I was like, you know what, you guys? It probably would stop it from like cutting him in half. Nope. No, it, no, it would no, destroy not. Him. But this it would is, stop okay. him. But it wouldn't stop him from being like. Destroyed? destroyed, yeah. Yeah, he'd be destroyed. What it, what it His re- body would be crushed. He'd be crushed. Exactly. Might stay the same. What it would remind me of is like when you see. Super <laughs> Why is he fighting Optimus Prime? Uh, uh, not, not some woman it. like gave him some robot voodoo, and he was evil for yeah. like two minutes. Yeah, until Bumblebee said, "It's me, Bumblebee." Th- there's and he was like, "Oh wait, I'm not evil anymore." The, the ghost. <laughs> I'm not making this up. No, the the god the, the Transformers <laughs> goddess, this woman who creates them apparently, like yeah. was like Optimus, I need you to become evil, and he was like, "As you wish." And it was, and then Bumblebee says, "Don't be evil anymore." And he's like, "You're right. like, oh, wait, oh, but it would be similar." Okay, so whenever we would I'm, see, I don't want to hear this anymore. <laughs> well, no, it would be similar, to like when we hear, so when bad. we see like Superman in a comic, if he is standing on something that is crushable, yeah, and he gets hit, yeah, he is fine, but he gets like the building is crushed. crushed, yeah. Mark Wahlberg, even if that sword is magically <laughs> imbued with Celtic energy, yeah, he as a human is going to be flattened by the weight of a, I would just roughly. 30-ton monstrous machine swinging a sword on top of him. 100%. Anyway, yeah, that, that, those are the movies. Uh, Bumblebee's good. But, but, like, honestly, you can go into, and this is what I encourage people to do, literally forget everything from all of the past Bumblebee movies yeah. and go into this one, and you will have a blast. Yeah. Kids will love it. Kids are going to, like... Wipe yeah. it from your memory. They, they geared this one down to the, like, much, like, young teen yeah. level. That's but it some, works. Yeah, like, that's some not, of the goofy silliness that's yeah. in the dialogue with the yeah, with yeah, the main yeah. character is for the humans exploding into liquid. Yeah, it's for kids. Right. But it made like none of it felt cheapened by that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got the teen bullying that's in there. Oh, the, like the, and the super eighties teen bullying. Yeah, with like the three girls who are like, yeah, Karen. Yeah, and it's just like it's a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> and it, the Valley Girls like, but yeah, mm-hmm. I. Super impressed by Bumblebee. I never thought I would say that about another Transformers movie. But you liked it. But yeah, I really liked it. Nice. So, okay. Uh, now, Jess, for the movie that we just got out of mere moments ago, Aquaman, starring your boyfriend, Jason Momoa. He's not my boyfriend. He's not really yet. your jam. We've talked about Yeah, but this. he's not my jam. Okay, you say that, but in the moments when he is shirtless and dripping with water, Jess, sitting next to me. <laughs> now, there's a difference between... Jessica finding am- someone's attractive and someone mm-hmm. being her jam. Exactly. I can Fair. appreciate an attractive man. 100%. Of he's which he definitely, is. Like, he's not my jam, but I was just like, that is a fine specimen. My <laughs> God. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 just... Yeah. The pecs and the abs and the lats. Lots of, of shirtless mamas. Biceps, triceps, delts. The whole just... I mean... <laughs> It's a man, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole lot Tattoos of Tattoos everywhere. I mean, that's not that's not my jam at all, but mm. I mean, those are He fake, makes it work. But he, he mm. makes everything work. <laughs> anyway, so Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman is a movie about a superhero. Well, he was just a, a, a young man with super strength. Mm-hmm. This actually, this movie takes place after uh, Justice League. Yeah. But we are getting still kind of like an origin story of where Arthur comes from. Mm-hmm. We get the story of how his mother met his father mm-hmm. and how he became to be the Aquaman. Uh, we see him as actually being called Aquaman because yeah. we see him <laughs> actually saving people, but he's not like in a suit, being a superhero, anything like that. But right. we do see that he is the strong person who's half Atlantean, half human. And basically the story is how he has to come to terms with both of those things and bring peace to 
the both sides of the world, yeah. the ocean and the land. His brother's trying to start a war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Orm. Yes. Orm. Yep. Yes. Brother's trying to start a war. With do I mean, honestly, these last couple of superhero movies, I've been on the villain side. I'm just gonna say. He's not wrong. I wasn't. This... On, I was. Not, I was like, well, Killmonger's not wrong. I was like, uh, Thanos isn't wrong though. And I'm like, yeah. your man's not wrong. I mean, maybe not destroy the Earth dwellers. I mean, but but, but when we see, I it, mean, yeah, I think you should kick all that dirt and yeah, plastic yeah. back up on what, the shore. one of the yeah. scenes, and it is kind of early, so it is not really a big spoiler. Right. But uh, there's this massive tsunami, kind of globally, from yeah. what, what yeah. we're led to believe, and all of this garbage and pollution and everything gets dropped on the shores, right? And the newscasters are like, all of the pollutants, blah, blah. And the Atlanteans are like, yeah, have it back. Yeah. Like, you yours. are literally. And you your stuff. And yeah, you are literally killing us. Yeah. Like, we. we I, I leaned over to Tim and I was like, this is actual footage, though, of actual. That, like, was, that was rough. Like, this is what this actually yeah. is. They mm-hmm. threw in actual footage. I'm like, if you Google dirtiest um, rivers mm-hmm. in the world, like most polluted by like, like litter, most of them are in Asia. One of them is in Indonesia, and it looks like a garbage dump. And then you see boats and children swimming in it, and it's yeah. just actual garbage. But then it's like it's floating garbage. And I, I leaned over to Tim, and I'm like, "That's real yeah, footage, though. Real footage. Like, and that, so that, dirty, that was that's how dirty the ocean is. That was hard, and it reminded me of a. Uh, do you guys remember Happy Feet? Yeah. yeah. How like the first 45 minutes, you're like, "This movie is adorable. Yeah. Loves his dad on his mission to see his dad." And it was like, "Oh, now we're suddenly the most depressing movie on the planet." Yeah. Because yeah. you are now in a zoo, banging your head against a blue wall, like brutal. With this one, it was like, "Okay, this this brother is kind of crazy. Whatever." Oh wait, you yeah. guys are being killed by people that have no idea that you even exist. And they're right. just like, "Ah, just dump crap in the Oil ocean." Oil and pollutants yeah. and just like, I was just in the barrels and the poison yeah. and the nuclear waste and everything else. And so Mara, who is a daughter of another underwater mm-hmm. king and another underwater... Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Underwater Drago. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. right. I was like, isn't that your man from... Aqua Drago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like his wig. Um, Mara comes and to get Aquaman to get Arthur to basically be like, you need to stop your brother. Mm-hmm. He's going to cut. He goes, over a billion people are going to die. And again, I'm looking like, I mean, if that's the price we got to pay. <laughs> there, there are 7.6 billion people on the planet. I mean, I mean, if that'll stop the pollution, because I mean, you know, we destroy in the earth anyways. Uh, I'm on your brother's side, my man. Right. Go, go back, go back home and have a beer with your dad. Like you was doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, for real. Um, there's a villain in it, more than one villain. So the brother is kind yeah. of the villain. He would be more the antagonist, not really the villain, right? Because the we have Black Manta, and Black Manta is a villain from the comic book who mm-hmm. shows up. Um, I don't so want to give any s- I mean, spoilers about how that even. Sh- we yeah. yeah, I don't want really to give a spoiler. Well, he, he how he be, I don't want to give a spoiler about Orm's how he becomes Orm's human arm to go do things that he can't do. Is that a spoiler? I mean, no, they, they he gets a feel. He basically it's an armor upgrade. Oh, right. Like it is not yeah, a okay. not a big thing. We see again in like in the previews that they gave us, like the images we gave us, like a year ago in Entertainment yeah, you Weekly. We see him. We see him kind of tinkering, tinkering with stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we see him with some better armor. So like, right, right, right. Yes. You know. yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So anyway, so that's basically the story. Arthur Kurt. Well, his not his his last name's not in the movie, but Arthur basically has to fight his brother to basically become the king of the Atlantis and mm-hmm. become the ocean master. The person who rules the whole entire ocean is called the ocean master, which some people chuckled at when they said it, but I yeah. was like, but well, what do you have a better name for it? Yeah, that was what he was called in the comics. Yeah. Like, sea, like, sea Lord ocean. <laughs> God, like what else is going to be ocean master works for, you know, yeah. that works King for wavy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Also, they're looking for the trident. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they're looking for the trident so that he can become. Yeah. The the mythical MacGuffin yeah. in this movie yeah. is the trident that then, of course, the wielder of this trident, similar to Excalibur with Mark Wahlberg, right. yeah. gives them all the power to right. do whatever they want. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so this movie is one of the rare ones when it comes to these newer kind of, especially DC movies uh-huh. and, and even Marvel, that does not really follow a particular storyline. Right. With Civil War... I was like, cool. Yeah. There was an event, Civil War, a few years ago in the comics. Done. Right. Most likely Secret Invasion is going to, you know, be kind of weaved into some of those Marvel ones. The DC ones, they did Superman versus Batman, they did Justice League, but they're not pulling from main storylines. Right. They're just cobbling together these stories. And after we get introduced to Aquaman in Batman versus or in Justice League, then we get a solo movie with an origin story. When we get introduced to Wonder Woman and Batman for Zoom, we get her movie, solo movie. We're getting supposedly a Flash movie at some point. Mm. If that ever happens, I still am not sure. It just is weird to see these because it is like, okay, if you establish that the Justice League exists and yet Aquaman is in this movie by himself without calling anybody, being like, hey, uh, Cyborg, I could really use your help mapping out some coordinates. Hey, Wonder Woman, I could use, there's some mythical stuff going on. You kind of have your ear to this mythical stuff. That's fine. I mean, that's. But a, he wasn't friends with them, though. Yeah. But it would still be like that is still a phone call that you could make. No, nah, yeah, I mean, but he wasn't really friends with them. That's you a know common, I mean? That's like, a, that's the conceit we make for these type of movies, right? right? Captain America's not calling all the Avengers in, in right. Winter Soldier. It's him, and he meets. He teams up with Black Widow and Falcon, and they're taking on the, all of these right. killers. But we get introduced to Falcon. We get introduced though. to you Falcon. Know, like he wasn't yeah. like he's like, hey, Falcon, come right. help me. He just kind of like. Right. They kind of meet up, become friends, and they team up. That's just kind of how that works. That's kind of works. So, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with I was that. fine with that. Yeah, I, did, I don't need him to be like, hey, Batman, come, can you swim? Like, <laughs> fan, the whole entire time I'm watching this, I'm not even being funny. The whole time I'm watching this, I was like, you are ascending way too fast. You're going to get the yeah. chance. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, but no. He is filled with water. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, yeah. so who's he really calling? Can you come help me? Nah, all your friends are going to be in hyperbaric chambers. So, yeah. no, no one's going to help no you to help yourself. You. I feel like it's always yeah. the thing about being the underwater, the underwater hero. Eh, ish. No, eh. Couldn't in the comics. I mean, he only goes so could. far, right? Well, but he, as as deep down as they were going, like yeah. he right. would like that that pressure from that yeah. water would crush, like would kill him, you know. So, right. um, I didn't feel like that was really needed at all, you know. Um, I have a friend who refers to the new Aquaman as Aqua Bro. <laughs> I didn't mind that either because honestly, Aquaman is the most boring comic of all of the comics. Depends on who is writing him. But nope, it's pretty freaking boring. It's boring. I'm gonna have to agree. This he's mm. so boring. He rules the sea. Nobody cares. But Nobody the cares one, you're the, ruling the sea, my man. The no one one's down, nothing's to, down there but garbage. One thing we talked wow. about we talked about after the movie was over was that it's it's clear that Momoa made a choice of how he was going to play Aquaman. Yeah, right. And it's fine because it works for him. Yeah. It works, yep. It couldn't well, work for really anyone else, but it works for him. And I, for him. But I also like the idea that he was still, he's like half Atlantean, but he's also half like Maori or Polynesian mm-hmm. right. or he's yep. half brown or whatever, which mm-hmm. I appreciated. And, and that was in his personality because that's right. just kind of how, he's like an island guy. Yeah, I that, like that. Yeah. That being said, 100%. I definitely hated how many times people kept calling him half breed? Yeah, I mean that's what they would call it. Triggering they're, 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 again, like they're disrespectful. They're not. Be, they, they don't are. mean to be respectful. But Jess and I maybe had a different reaction to that. No, that's like, a little triggering. Um, and how many even they called him something? What is it? Mongrel blood. Mongrel. Mongrel. Blood. He said mongrel. <laughs> I, was like, oh. I was like, wow. Like, but even towards Up the next, they're gonna say mulatto, <laughs> right? Yeah. But even towards the end, after he has kind of earned some respect, 
there were still people who were like, he now this half breed still commands, and it was like, yeah. call him Aquaman, call him Arthur, yeah. like, right. dude, like, come on, like that was just, and again, that that might be a personal thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it um, really bothered me that bad. I thought it was funny, but yeah. it was just, I, th- I thought it was funny. It just like kept going on. It was like, yeah. all right, that was kind of weird. But yeah, um, I just, I just, I, I, I didn't mind. He honestly was the best part of the movie. He stayed in character the whole yeah. time. I enjoyed him. His lines are relatively decent because the most of the lines I wrote for everyone else were oh, a lot cheesier to God. me. They were brutal. You know, like there was a lot of stuff I was just like, this is really bad. Like, are we talking Defoe about wasn't... the flute playing? <laughs> Listen, the ones okay. There are moments in this film that are really exciting and fun. Yeah, and they're intercut with like a lot of like, what are we doing? A lot of BS. Yeah. A lot of BS. And the thing is, I was like, in the beginning, I was like, this is a little bit, this intro's a little forced, it's a little cheesy, mm-hmm. with the Nicole Kidman and the meeting that, and the makeup was kind of weird, and the yeah, fight the, scene the was a little different. Yeah. yeah, all that kind of stuff was a little odd. I was like, what's wrong with his face? And, and then I got it yeah. later. But I was just like, oh, I don't know, I when don't know. When they first get to Sicily, it looks like a Hallmark right. romantic oh comedy. Well, yeah, but even like the, him, like, be, like when he's at the aquarium with the kids yeah. and the whole thing, same thing. I was like, oh, it's a little corny, a little corny, a little yeah. corny. And then they showed the action scenes and they showed some underwater scenes. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like Avatar, but like yeah. mm-hmm. the technology's gotten a lot further. So it's a little bit prettier to me. Yeah. And, you know, like I thought it looked really cool. The whole time I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this looks cool. This looks cool. This looks cool. This looks really, really, really cool. Then they yeah. get to Italy. Yeah. Well, but then like, and speaking, and eating, I mean, before eating food, before, before we get into that part, like going back to what you're saying, like the underwater stuff. Again, the production design. It's dope. The it's jellyfish dope. as like basically streetlights. Love yeah. it. That was awesome. Like those yeah. are really cool things. She has a phenomenal like dress with this like uh, headpiece and this jellyfish dress. Yeah. Like looking at that, I was like, if it's this cool. world exists, that that works. Like that yeah. blends. Yeah, all the costumes were great. Black yeah. Mantis costume right. was great. And even how they kind of explained how Ar- Arthur was able to swim so well and fight so well. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. cuts were pretty good. Yep. Even them like how all of a sudden how it was so bright under yeah. you know, underneath yep. under the water. They explained that too. Yep. And they didn't like do it in a cheesy way. No. They be, they flat out were, were like, and then your eyes will adjust. Yep. And you're like, oh, so that's why it's so bright and colorful. Because to us, it wouldn't be bright and colorful. But to <laughs> it would him, be terrifying. Yeah. Like, well, we and I love <laughs> with like a somewhat throwaway line when he is training with Volko in the beginning. And we yeah. see some of this in trailers. <laughs> there comes a moment where Volko underwater just talks to him. And he was like, you can talk underwater. I'm talking underwater. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. We never like, because when we yeah. first see Aquaman in Batman or in Justice League, and Mara does this yeah. air pocket and they have this conversation. People were really wondering how they're going to pull that off. Right. If when they talk, our air bubble is going to come out mm. or whatever. But they do a really interesting twist on that where, A, they just talk. There's a little bit of voice modulation. Yeah. And when you a little see, echoey. Yeah. When you see Atlanteans out of the water and they spit up water, they spit up a volume of water. Right. So then it, it leads you to believe that basically they have all of the, they have quote unquote swallowed water but it is part of their body so much so that when they talk there's not oxygen bubbles coming out because it is not even there yeah like it is just water it was clever like that was just a really smart choice mm-hmm. by james wan the director being like nope not gonna do tele- telepathy not gonna do air bubbles people are just gonna talk and it is gonna sound a little bit weird there's a lot of dumb choices in this movie though a lot of a lot them. of dumb choices so I, how... if i had to see one more of those 360 spins oh. there was a million yeah. of those yeah a million of those and i didn't even it's like, cool I the enjoyed, first time yeah the first time it's yep. all right but it just was too fast as well mm-hmm. yeah i'm like what are we in like the teacups at the disney disneyland like why are we spinning <laughs> yeah. so fast like why yeah. is everything spinning so fast that was weird and also in this two hour and 23 minute movie how many movies do you think we saw 
Oh man, um, we, we saw were, a we're, romantic we're comedy. <laughs> we saw Star Wars. We saw Avatar. Saw a horror film. We saw yeah, we mm-hmm. saw a horror film. We saw um, Indiana Jones: Raiders of the yep. Lost Ark. Yeah. We saw episode one. Yep. We saw episode. <laughs> we saw episode two. No. Um, Revenge but, no, or Return uh, of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. We saw Return yep. of the Jedi. Um, saw Thor. We saw, yes, we yep, saw the, Thor. The Rainbow Bridge. Yep. We saw. I mean, just. I mean, I already said Avatar. Yeah. Like in this two hour and 23 yeah. minute movie, even watching, even not even comparing it with those movies, like we watched seven different movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this movie does not make one coherent choice. Right. Yeah. Everything Cut like, scene. oh man, scene. it was Cut seriously like, scene. and it would be Cut a really interesting scene. thing underwater, really cool design. And then immediately jump cut back to Italy, and we were like, "What? Wait, what? What? Yeah. And then back to Black Planta, and then back to, and it was like, "What yeah. is? Oh, happening? also we have, we saw Moana, Moana, and then we oh, right. also saw that last uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie Ugh. with um, Penelope Cruz. You know what I yeah. mean? It was yeah. like it was like a whole lot of different like, you know, what was cool from this movie? You know, what was cool yeah. from this movie? You know, what was cool from this movie? You know, and then they just put it all together. And then you know what else? You know, what I liked about the Matrix. Remember those three sixty things? Okay, but instead of the person standing in one place, let's show you the camera. Yeah, we're gonna spin the camera spin around super fast. Yeah. We're gonna do it for every fight sequence. Yes. Every single fight sequence. Let's make sure that in the middle of a battle, the two of them make out. Ugh. Like, said, there's not enough Not time. just a battle. A the multiple battle. army battle where not only... It would be one thing if they were making out and there are like, not even bullets, projectiles streaming past... Nothing is happening in like a 200 yard sphere. Come on, man. That and would then, just like, bizarre. There's like fireworks going off in the background with the explosions. Ugh. Super romantic. That was, that was terrible. Um... One of the other things that I wrote down. So all of us in this studio have traveled, you yes. know, in various parts of the world. We have gone to historic places. We have gone on tours and things like that. When they are in Sicily mm-hmm. at this beautiful uh, outlook over the sea and there are statues there, ancient statues. Arthur just climbs on top of one and starts messing around. Yeah. Um, I had been to plenty of historic churches especially in italy yeah no if you go near some of these like super famous places they kick you right out he is climbing on top of them she is climbing on top of them for no reason whatsoever that's your gripe with that scene yeah well no that, and that's the thing about that whole know. sequence well and it looks like again like, how dare they touch those statues <laughs> did they know that oh, but that, the, it's a lot worse that happens well the, but the production cool. like that whole that italy least. stuff it went from going underwater with these beautiful designs to everything in Italy felt like it was done on a studio lot. Yes, yeah, so it was about a hundred feet. It was definitely a lot of green screen. screen. There was a lot of green screen. It was, definitely <laughs> and it was obvious, which was which was weird to me because I leaned over when we first see the underwater animals and like mm-hmm. the giant seahorses mm-hmm. or whatever. I leaned over to Tim. I go, "They look better than the rhinos." Like from yeah, um, well, Black they had Panther. weight. That was yeah. one thing is like everything in this, even the crazy beasts and monsters, mm-hmm. had weight. Yes, when Arthur would swing his trident and hit something like. The sound design was brutal. Yeah. Those rhinos in Black Panther are clomping along and the sound design is just yeah, weak. Like nothing awful. felt yeah, real. Yeah. But man, that everything in Italy was just It looked so like it was, shot, it was definitely shot on the stage. Yeah. A was small a sound yeah. stage. Yeah. Like almost like for pickups. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that was just something and like. And the thing uh, is that kills me. They could have just completely cut that whole scene out. A, a whole nothing sequence. happens. They got to cut that scene out. All they could have did was like that. What whole happens in weird... that sequence? Nothing. We didn't she get anything. She eats a rose. Yeah. 
She's like, they find out where to where to go. <laughs> they find out where to get the trident from. Right. right. They, have them just go there. Go, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Have them go there. Like, just, just do that. Go straight there. And then, and then ha- have whatever happens. Yeah, yeah happen. do your little national treasure right. figure. Oh, that was, that was another movie. But then like, even uh. when they went down to like the trench or whatever to get mm-hmm. the triton, I was like, wait, what? How do they get there? Yes. Yeah. I'm confused because we Oh, in a lightning storm? Like that That whole thing when they get- Is there a lightning storm underwater? Yeah. Apparently, um, that even the oh, yeah, yeah, that the, the trench French monsters shows. did not even go to, and they're like, it was too bright. We'll get torn apart, and they're like, But we're gonna get torn apart, and they was like, so, so let's do it. So, swim into this lightning underwater lightning storm that you have no idea what is in there. Mm-hmm. Sure, wh- mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, just the choices. I mean, even them jumping out of the airplane and just landing in the yeah, air like, and just tumbling, bouncing and tumbling yeah. around, I'm like, and just so, walking around. <laughs> how'd you know that that was gonna happen? You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. did you know that you could jump out of an airplane and just land in sand? Like, that was fun. And Red how do you get right? out of there? How do they get... Okay, they f- took a plane in. How, how do they, they get, get out? How do they get out of that there? too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, wait, when is the next time we see... Uh, trying to think. I, I, they end up the, in Sicily. They just in Sicily. They just go to say, pop up to Sicily. No, Sicily was before that. Cause no, they, they no, the they had to get the bottle. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, how do they get from the Sahara... To Sicily. Uh, oh, wait, no. Uh, was that the whale? Nope. That was after. No. Th- wow. How did. <laughs> yeah, this movie This movie makes no sense <laughs> at all. I forgot about the whale scene. That was you know, kind, you that know was what my favorite funny, part, though? My favorite part in the whole mm. movie, my favorite part was listening to the music choice, like the soundtrack. Oh, I really loved hearing oh, Pitbull sing his version of Toto's Africa. That is really an abomination. Um, abomination. I really enjoyed that weird song that was playing when Black Manta was making his suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, It felt like just... an early 2000s soundtrack to him. And anytime movie. you hear like... that plucking up like blink, 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 blink of like harp mm-hmm. strings, you know, something cheesy and corny is happening. It was like yeah. they just, the music was It was like um, uh, so Hercules or Xena. Like when they would be walking along yeah. near to hear like, something silly about to happen. Zeno would like turn away. Yeah, that was what it felt like. And speaking of music, <laughs> the silliest and worst part about the music, there is a scene in <laughs> which Arthur wakes up on a boat, whatever. Uh, that is nowhere. Oh, yeah. That is nowhere near anywhere that they just were. And is so clearly on a, on a soundstage. It's oh, so yeah. clearly yeah. like. So yeah. he like gets up and he is wounded. His wounds are healed from from seaweed. healing. Yeah. Seagrass, yeah. And he hears this beautiful melody from a flute as we go to the front of the boat. And Mara is sitting there with this flute. And he is like, hey. And she was like, oh, hello. Like, where did you come from? Like, How does she you put him flute? on the boat. Where'd the flute come from? How she not play a flute? <laughs> just like. I'm like, not only that, you guys just got done running for your lives. Yeah. Right. You're not, you don't want to take a nap? You've never relaxed with a good fluting after <laughs> a near-death experience? <laughs> I mean, when I flute myself. Um, <laughs> like, how does she, I, I'm right, like, where how does she know My how favorite part is, one. so not only that, not, not only that, so she's playing the flute, and then she kind of like, then the next scene is, she's walking to the back of the boat, and I'm like, she did a costume change? Like, where did yes. the clothes come from? Oh, yeah. Oh, and then my biggest gripe with the whole movie from the moment she showed up, I was like, Young young lady, why are you wearing wedges? The entire why are you time. wearing wedges? You can't swim in wedges. You can't. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's hard enough to walk in them things because it's like clop, it is clop, heavy. clop 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 clop. No, it's just clopping. You, right. There's no flexibility in your mm-hmm. feet, right? Mm-hmm. Every girl who wears wedges and platforms, or whatever, they always look like a horse. Yeah. Like clop clop. Because it is not heel toe heel toe. Exactly. It is it's foot foot foot. 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 Exactly. It's the entire. She's not stinking up on anybody. 
<laughs> but she does in this movie she somehow. Does. Yeah, um, and then she's like swimming in wedges. My fan. And she did like that fake Scarlet Witch thing where she would use her water powers. That cracked me like every four time. times. Yeah. And yet every time she did it. So we only see <laughs> two people use, and this this happens in in the yeah. in the. Atlanta, Atlanta, <laughs> Atlantis in the comics where certain people have magic powers and right. they can control water. Waterbenders, right? Cool. Yet she is still like every time she does it, she gets stressed out. Like she was struggling. It was like, this is your thing. Mm-hmm. Like he is good with a trident. You are good with magic. The only other person we see with that is Volko. Yeah. How are you this bad at it? And we only see it like three times. And how does she not know that he can talk to fish? How that did she not know that? That was a weird... That was a weird and they're like, thing too. you should probably know that about it. And him. how did, like, so none of these Atlanteans who can ride hor- ride seahorses and yeah. ride all these things, there are no stories of, like, people who can actually communicate. They just use them as farm animals, basically, like horses. I think they're using Harry Potter rules. There's only a few people that can talk to snakes and... Yeah, parcel tongue. Yeah, there's only a few people that can talk to sea animals. Yeah. And Arthur's one of them. I guess. Because he can walk with the animals. Oh, talk wow. with the animals. <laughs> nice. Stop it. You can't walk with the animals. Come on, guys. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, um, you leaned into me later in, in the movie and during the big battle. We're like, what, why are we here? Why? Yeah, when the, okay, then the, the, that big battle scene, I was like, why, why Why? are we seeing this? Like, what mm-hmm. is this? We know that we're leading to the two of these guys fighting. I yep. mean, so I do want. Don't waste everybody's right. time. Right. It is making me want all you can eat crab, but yeah. I'm like, but why are we watching this right now? Yeah, we don't need to see any of that. And they could have just fought again in, in history there are wars called the 100 years war war of the rose all of this this is the 10 minute war you, yeah like it literally like there's this big battle scene we've seen the trailer and all this stuff is happening and we don't know but i just was like why are they even there nothing and like they don't tell us why they're there they didn't tell us that they were gonna go kill these people they didn't tell us that there was gonna no. be a war they just showed up <laughs> yeah. after they killed the only people of color yeah yeah and pretty much and forced them to join forces and they show up and yeah. The, yeah and then they yeah. show up and decide to Kill all of the crab people. Crab people. Right. Like, what is happening right now? Like, I just, yeah, I, I, delete, I looked up, I looked up to him and I'm just like, why, why are we seeing? Like, what is this? What is the point? And I actually yeah. pulled my phone out and I was like, what time is it? I just, I'm done yeah. with this. Well, and at one point, back to Italy. Oh, God. I did, that was so, the worst part of the So, film. again, the, the costume design was great. I loved how the soldiers, their armor was filled with water. Yes. The costume that design was, was like, the best that part. That was of really film. cool. And especially because. You know, she even made a comment. She was like, only purebreds can breathe both air and water. That was really cool. It led to one of the worst parts of the movie. One of the worst parts. Oh, Oh, my God. (laughs) As a soldier's helmet gets shattered and he starts like all the water starts pouring out. He starts legitimately drowning or yeah, technically drowning. Drowning. Like he he cannot breathe oxygen. So he is (laughs) looking around this villa in Italy where he crashed through. What does he see? Not a sink. No, no, my friends. <laughs> Not the sink that's he, behind him. Nope. He sees a toilet. And imi- and again, the music. And he dunks his head in the toilet. We see it from the toilet's point of view. And then it goes to the full bed. And he goes all. Breathe a sigh of relief. sigh of relief. And I was like. Oh, you could just run outside and run to the water. This movie. You guys are on the shore. that would Imagine if. Again, all of us have been in the ocean. If we start getting to a point where we we are uncomfortable, we're like, <gasps> well, we can see land. You you swim to the land. You run to the land so you can breathe. Oh, that's happened to me before. Yeah. <laughs> if you are, if, if it is the opposite, <laughs> and you are on land, and you're like, <gasps> uh, I yeah. cannot, and you look out of the window that is also right behind you, and you see the ocean <laughs> just right there. But no, he sticks his head in a toilet bowl, 
And at that point, I was like, this movie does not care. Yeah, he's going to get norovirus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of the all of the costumes were great. The soldier yep. costumes were great. Yep. Um, Arthur Ocean, Curry, I like yeah. Arthur Curry. He looked I great in the costume, and it looked yeah. real. Like it actually yeah. looked like some Ocean Masters looked great. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Yeah. Black Manta, Black Manta like, looked awesome. Yeah, they did a good job. Although why visually, do we, why I do we get a Black Manta montage that also has the weirdest d- music? That's choices? what I'm talking about. That music was trash. And how does he even know how to handle their technology? <laughs> He's like, I'll do it. Right, yeah, he immediately Cause, gets, cause gets new technology and then only reverse problem, engineers it's it. It's the only problem for me because they tell him how advanced it is when they get right, it to And him. he immediately breaks it's it. It's super advanced. <laughs> it's a way behind. You lost your first fight with him because mm-hmm. you have weak weapons. Here's some really dope weapons. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to take these apart and make dope, my own thing. Dope weapons that literally no one else has. No one has. Like Ocean Master was like, these are prototypes. And he was like, cool, cool. Snap. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, my, I like my, I, I think it's funny when like certain like geeks and people in the theater would laugh at like certain things. I'm just like, that part is what you're laughing at. You think that's dumb. Right. Not everything else. Yeah. Like when he takes, when he's like, this weapon takes water and turns it into plasma and people start chuckling. And I'm just like, you guys, it's not based on a true story. Yeah. This is the part. That, you're, like, that was crit- actually kind of cool. This, yeah. this is what you're like being critical of. Like technically, like you probably could do something like that because I I mean, blood say, is made of water yeah. and that's plasma. Well, I was like, gonna come say, on guys. Does this come in black? I thought he was going to say that. Oh, that oh, would have been better. <laughs> and what we get, spray painted it yeah, is no. we get three of the four main characters. We get a moment. The camera, Stops spinning for like half a second, stops on them. <laughs> I'm Black Manta. Yeah. I'm Ocean Master. Aquaman. It was like, we get it. Yeah. Like, we get it. My favorite was somewhere in the Indian Ocean. Somewhere oh, in the yeah. Atlantic yeah. Ocean. Somewhere <laughs> in Italy. Somewhere in Somewhere Nondescript location. House. Somewhere at your grandmother's house. Yeah. Somewhere deep down under the water. Somewhere... Oh, and the font. I just, I, I yeah. just, mm-mm. yeah, yeah. It was, it was a train wreck. It was a mess. It's the a movie mess. was a mess, and it didn't have to be a mess. Yeah, I didn't no. hate it. Didn't but hate but it. it's, just, it's just a thing that sucked. Is every time it would redeem itself, it would, it would be trash. Revert back to the. It would meme. go back to the bad. One step yeah. forward, two steps back. Exactly. Every time, because every time I'd be like, the action is great, it's fun. Then I'd be like, oh, you're making me dizzy, and I can watch Wob- I can watch the shaky camera movie. Sure. Oh, I can watch yeah. Clo- Cloverfield. You know, mm-hmm. but why are you doing this like spinning thing? Yeah. Like, why are we in a romantic comedy all of a sudden? All of a sudden, why they don't have any like <laughs> no chemistry, chemistry? So why are you Zero. forcing this? <laughs> yeah. You could have given us that in another movie. Yeah. You know, like every handhold, mm-hmm. everything, like nothing. There is no connection there. And again, speaking of other movies, this feels like it feels like like I was talking about with Mortal Engines. They took five books and made, made it, it made it into a movie yeah. to kind of maybe set up the world to hopefully get more money and make another one, which is not going to happen. This. Right. Yeah, this feels like they took three movies yeah. and were like, cool, this is the PG-13 <laughs> director's cut of, and just smashed it together. And it just is not making sense. One of the other notes I wrote down was just wasted opportunity. Yeah. Like they had so many cool yeah. parts of this that we all have talked about. Yeah. And then again, five minutes later, it goes into the dumbest monologues, yeah. the dumbest camera choices, the dumbest locations mm-hmm. for no reason. Like two hours and 23 minutes. Cut away forty minutes of it. Normally, oh, I easy. sit. Normally, easy. we sit and stay through the credits, and I was like, I need to get out of yeah. here. Yeah. I wanted to see. Uh, the you hair were ready to go after was. an hour. Oh, I was done. <laughs> I was just like, oh, you actually, you, you knew where this was going. Yeah, yeah. You like, actually said you're like, you leaned over and you're like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm just, I just threw my hands up. Like, yeah, yeah, I just can't even. Like, no, ugh, yeah, ugh. And I just the wigs were the, right away the first the, the wigs the <laughs> first scene the wigs were bad and I was like mm-hmm. I was cringing like oh no I really you couldn't get the because you couldn't get the wigs right oh I was cringing like that first I was like 
I don't understand. You have the budget. You have the budget. Why yeah. do you have Nicole Kidman this, in that terrible wig? Why do you have Jango Fett in this terrible wig? <laughs> for, I, for a long time, I was like, does he have hair plugs? I could not figure out what was going yeah. on with his hair. And I'm like, oh, it was a wig. You know, I could not figure out. You can do better. Yeah. Well, I also think yeah. that after... It's like, given, it was the 80s. You could, could have given him an A.C. Slater wig. A.C. <laughs> Slater wow. wig. I mean, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> one, one of the things that also I just... Early. I have a hard time with now with movies. After we saw the battle at Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings, where like there are actually hundreds of people on set clanging around and like you felt that scope of it. With this, when we get thousands of animals and lasers and everything going on, I was like, I have no idea what is it's happening. It's all CGI. At all. It's all yeah. CGI. It's all CGI. All CGI. It was, I had no idea it was happening. It just seemed it didn't seem nor it just didn't seem natural it was not, not, that, not that war is natural but you know what i mean like yep. yeah you're right because they even created a program for lord of the rings to make it look like yeah. you know to fill in the space and it still looked like there are it people still looked fighting. real because every time they would go from like a weird top-down cgi right. shot where you could you know you yeah. could see that right they would then drop it down to human level and you would see 70 actors actually banging swords with each other and it brought you to reality right. in a smooth transition. This is jarring. Yeah. Every single time it would go from beautiful underwater shot to some random place in the world, it, none of it had the same weight. None of it had the same style. Why does oh. she need a ship? I was wondering that too. She was like, she needs more than one ship. At one point, they get into a ship and she was like, he was like, oh, why do we need a ship? She was like, oh, we needed to go through the capital. Why? Why? If if it is yeah. yeah, if it is at like any border crossing, if we were driving to Vancouver right now, you can drive, sure. But if somehow we took a bus and it broke down twenty miles out and we had to walk, you can still walk up to the border and be like, Hey, uh, we just need to be let in, here are our documents. Whatever. Like, like, we we see humans swimming faster than these ships are going. The entire movie. Oh yeah. So well, what's not, the point? Atlanteans, but yeah. Yeah. I mean the the, the people. Well, and what's I get the point it, like maybe ships? you get tired. But so many people are like, we need to get on this rusty ship yeah. and head to where we're going when all we're doing is getting to a point and then just swimming yeah, down. It's like life aquatic. You're just flying around the sea. Right. Uh, what's the point? Yeah. So, super weird. Lots of weird choices in this film. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I think that kind of does it for for my notes. Yeah. The bioluminescence was really cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, one last thing. Yes. I loved Arthur Curry. He, Arthur looked great in the suit. He looked yep. dope. Yeah. Yep. He just did it really he fills well. Fills it out. But occasion, yeah, he do. But occasionally, <laughs> occasionally, I was kind of like, that looks like buttery pop or buttery it corn. It looked a little like like corn. Oh, when like, it would like, shimmer. Yeah, when it would yeah. shimmer. It looked like a corn on the cob. Should have got those Cheeto popcorn. It would have been. I did. I want that Cheeto yeah, popcorn. You did. You didn't want that. I get. But yeah, I just like he looks a little bit like like corn on the cob. Yeah. But whatever. But it also was one of the things where. Where after before we saw this, we saw another preview or the same preview for Shazam. Mm -hmm. Man, this dude in this puffy costume that just didn't, did you not get the memo like six months before you got the role? Like, hey, work out a little bit, get bigger. And when you see again Momoa, who granted always not always for the past fifteen years has been big. Yeah, they were just like. Just stay, stay how you are. You look right. great. But it takes a long time to get like, it like does. you know, like Chris, uh, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth. Those guys have been working out for years. The Rock. Why Shazam why, was in production for a while. But like still. But why they decided to, 
like choose Zachary. So, yeah. Levi. The Levi cast- to be Shazam. So, I mean, I feel like, honestly, I don't think that I'm going to have any issues with yeah. that because I think it's just supposed to be a comedy. Exactly. Anyways. It's big. Yeah. It's big. It's, yeah. it's superhero big. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a kid in a suit and whatever. So, it's going to be, it's going to be comedy. So, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Also, Mark Strong is Mark in Strong it, is so. in it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You know, that's your jam. That is my jam, y'all. That, your that jam. is my, like Marshall. that voice. It is just a weird. <laughs> it was just a weird distinction to like see somebody who does not fill out a costume. Yeah. Then you see Aquaman, Aquaman who can fill that, who can fill <laughs> out that. Do you costume. think Shazam will be a better movie than Aquaman? Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be. There's it no way it's not. It has to be. <laughs> we won't. It won't <laughs> be as much like... CG. CGI. Oh no, it won't no. be. No, I mean, and that even from what we have seen of Shazam. It looks fun. Like it looks like again. I'm sorry. I laugh every time. Yeah, I saw because I saw it at Comic Con and I was like, okay, this is actually really funny. And it is meant to not take itself too yeah. seriously. Yeah. I think when he goes to punch Mark Strong in the trailer and he's like, oh, you're the bad guy, and he stops his punch and he looks scared. Yeah, because I think he is just so like he is still getting used to his powers. Does right, not right. realize he is literally created by gods. Which, okay, so in the in Aquaman, Poseidon exists right. or existed because they made the trident. Yeah. Ares exists because Wonder Woman right, right, fought him. Fought Ares, yeah. Shazam is created with the strength of all of these. So it was like, okay, so the Greek pantheon legitimately exists in the DC universe. There's yes. no DC universe. <laughs> Let me just be real with you. There's not. The Greek pantheon exists in these individual DC movies. Yes. <laughs> there's no. There's no universe. No, these movies let's, do let's not. Let's be clear. There's no DC. Do not connect. Yeah. At all. No, th- there's yeah. no th- there's they- mention of stuff that they're in, but they don't connect. Yeah. Oh yeah, this Aquaman movie. If we had seen just this and never seen him in Justice League, it would still work. Mm-hmm. There's one mention of like Steppenwolf. Yeah. You you saved us from Steppenwolf and you saved the world. When she said you saved us from Steppenwolf, it's I was like, like yeah, how? but he had like help from <laughs> Superman. Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're telling her a lie. Yeah, it was me by myself. Ooh, man, let me tell you. And it, I rewatched Just me and Stephen Wolf and a beer, and I took him out. <laughs> I rewatched parts of Justice League because I hate myself. Oh yeah, I do all the time. Um, I like Justice League. That final fight scene. I always thought once though. That final fight scene makes oh, no, sense. no sense at all. No the red, the red sky and the, the random Russian family. I was, yeah, I was just gonna say the random Russian family in the truck yeah, and Superman like, lifting up the hotel. Like, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. But anyway, so if this were just a pure standalone movie. It would. It still gave us enough to kind of chew right, on. Right, right, right. But it failed in so many other ways. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, official rating for Aquaman. Jess, you go first. I'm gonna go with just bad. I didn't like think that it was pure garbage. I didn't hate my time. I just was. I just was disappointed. That's all. Yeah. I didn't think it was awful. I like Jason Momoa. It was fun to look at. I kept watching it, going, "My mom is gonna love this stupid really? movie." <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's all I kept thinking because my mom, I was like, mom, see Spider-Man. She's like, I'm seeing Aquaman. I'm oh. like, all right, since it's your funeral. But um, I, right away, I was like, my mom and dad are going to love this movie. So okay. I, I'm going to give it a bad. Okay. Fair. Nothing is worse than Prometheus, so. Wow. That is the bar. Seen, you haven't <laughs> seen First Night. Oh. <laughs> last night. out there. Last, last, night. Night. last, last night. night. Last yeah. night. Last yeah. night. Yeah. Tim. Uh, it's, a, it's a bad. I mean, like, to piggyback on what Jessica said, there's a lot of really good stuff in it. I mm-hmm. love the costume designs. Yeah. I'm always big on, like, that looks comic book accurate. Yeah. I'm absolutely. cool with how it looks, but, man, there's so many missteps in a film that could have... It could have just been good. Seriously, that was all we wanted. It, it, <laughs> it, it sucks seeing it back-to-back with Bumblebee, because Bumblebee yeah. had all the original designs. It felt like a mm-hmm. coherent story, had really good music. Yeah. It was fun. 
didn't take itself too seriously, told a pretty straightforward story. This is like stupid music. The story's all chopped up. They're borrowing from a thousand different other films, mm-hmm. like blatantly. And it's got like the dumbest sort of like things that happen. That it like when you when they show up in Sicily, not to bring this up again, <laughs> it takes you out of the movie. It does take you completely out 100%. of the movie. I seriously like threw my hands up. You're like, like, what okay, are you doing? Yeah. And why are you playing yes. the flute? Honestly, if honestly, if all they needed to really do was cut maybe three scenes, yeah. and change the music, and it'd be a good, uh, a much better movie. The Not music was trash. I, I would change the ending. I wouldn't have that whole underwater battle. I'd cut. I scrapped all that. I scrapped all of that. Now keep in I mind that, and I cut the flute scene. These quote unquote scenes that we were talking about are ten to fifteen. Yeah, minute they're chunks. pretty big scenes. Yeah. yeah, like these are not. We don't need to see them though. <laughs> one location, and it, like this is give me again, more black math than trying to find Aquaman. Yeah, like I, I honestly, in this two hours and twenty three minutes, yeah, watch that. I would cut forty minutes. Oh yeah, for sure. At minimum. Yeah. So, uh, my official rating. I mean, this is this is tough. This is this is real tough because he's swimming in jeans a lot too. Pu- those have to be heavy. Yeah, <laughs> leather pants. They are. Leather we pants. had to do that. Did you ever do that when I was in lifeguard training? They um, they make you they push everyone in the water in clothes, yeah. so you know what it feels like in yeah. clothes. And I remember that. Yeah, your jeans are real heavy. He's too. underwater yeah. with a leather vest on. But did you see like Stone Cold Steve Austin? Thighs though, them quads. You know what? You know what I'm saying? Them thighs do. Them thighs and calves though. What them thighs, thighs do? What them thighs do? So review for this movie, right? So with me, like I, my heart says to give this an ugly because yeah. it seriously is just a it's train a mess, wreck. Yeah. Like, a train it wreck. is a serious mess, and but like part of it with the production side of it, I was like. I could give it a bad because it does step up in so many other areas. Yeah. But I, I cannot in good conscience. Like, this is an ugly. Yeah. Like, this, that's I fair. just, I cannot excuse the, I cannot excuse the simple mistakes it made. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is the does biggest part. Other stuff so, so good. Well. Exactly. You're like, yeah. These yeah. are dumb mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. You should, like, they like should know better. You Willem Dafoe is a good character. Yeah, like, he's great. he is solid. Why do we not get more of him? Yeah. Like, cut out some of the other political drama that we're supposed to immediately care about give us like that training montage was really cool um if not for a five second scene with volko where he shows arthur a trick the big cr- like a big thing that happened in the third act oh, God, would have yeah. no weight to it right 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 because <laughs> that was just so just dumb so yeah. i i hate to give it an ugly because there are parts of it that i do enjoy yeah but this ser- this needs to at least 40 minutes cut from right. it Yep. Yeah, it was a bummer. It honestly bummed me out because yeah. I, there was so much potential there. Seriously. Like it's kind of I was telling, talking about other movies that have just come out with Tim and movies that I'm like people like and are nominated and stuff that I think are trash. Yep. And like I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody, but I liked Rami Malek. Right. Yeah. He was he was phenomenal, amazing. But Absolutely. the movie just didn't really have a nice flow to me. It was kind of a mess. Agreed. And I kind of felt like this with this, with this one. I'm like. Everyone I thought did their job well with so far as the acting goes. With uh, Nicole Kidman, kind of sucked. Yeah, but that was weird. Yeah, that was just, it just <laughs> and she's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, but that could be the, as I'm saying that I think it might just be the director's fault. Yeah, I think this movie was pretty much the director's fault. You and know James, what I mean? And James Wan, I like a lot of what James Wan. Has I like done, James Wan. Yeah, but oof, yeah, a director fine. can really make or break a movie. Yeah. do you know what I mean? Well, and do you know this also because we see a ton of movies and we have been on various stages like production sets and whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If the director says, like, try one more. Yeah. Like, just give me one more. Think about this. Yeah. Right. Or d- I feel like so many of this would just first take but, but, stuff. But yeah. I also yeah, think, yeah. I also, uh, not, not, I'm not, here I am defending someone I don't know, James Wan. Mm-hmm. I think when he's doing these low-budget horror films, he's getting a lot more range. But when you're, you're doing this big-budget yeah. film for Warner Brothers, yeah. 
You're probably getting a lot of notes about sure. what yeah, you need right. in the film. No, you're right. It's like um, when... Uh, Ron Howard took over Star Wars after they fired a bunch of people. Yeah. Because yeah. they know Ron Howard is going to play ball. Right. Well, not even about playing ball. I think part of it is. I think part of it is Ron Howard being like, this is what the scene needs to do. And the producer or whatever being like, they need to do this. And he was like, okay. And he can find a way to make it work. Right, right, yeah. right. I feel like some people with studio long. intervention, they're right. just like, okay, fine. Well, that's, you know, I was going to say, like, that's how I feel about like a Guy Ritchie movie. Like Guy Ritchie yeah. movies when they're yeah. tiny are really are great, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but then like King Arthur was just so uh, bad and he, again, and, he, and he said he said like what was it Lockstock took him like a, not even a month to make yeah. and then yeah. he took like two and a half years to make King Arthur and it just mm-hmm. was a whole mess right. you know it's like so like maybe James Wan is one like keep it small keep it small and you can make it amazing these small horror make films it big, and, and then it's a whole mess you yeah. know yep. and that's just kind of like when it was his buddy James Wan's buddy who did uh, Upgrade yep small indie horror film indie sci-fi horror film one of the most slept on movies of the year. Didn't waste any moments. Got right nope. to it. <laughs> yeah. 90 minutes in and out. Yeah. So this is just bloated. So, wow. Jess is She's the best. having having a ball. I miss, I miss uh, Jessica. I it's do. It's good to have her back. <laughs> I do. It Jess really is, is laughing. Jess and I have the same similar trait where we say a joke either to other people or to ourselves and proceed to laugh <laughs> yeah, for five minutes. I, I think I'm hilarious. Out yeah. of her own joke. I've, I've, I've appreciated Jessica's joke all night. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty awesome. That's pretty great. Uh, so, yeah. So, two bads and an ugly for Aquaman. Uh, Mortal Engines, I gave a bad two because it was just similar to Aquaman, just wasted opportunity. Mm-hmm. I feel like the world building was really cool. The production design of Mortal Engines was incredible. The costumes were great. The steampunk aesthetic, the big budget part of it. But the plot does not really make sense. The driving force of the movie does not really make sense. We're supposed to care about characters immediately for no reason. That was just kind of weird. So I gave that a bad. Uh, Transformers. <laughs> Against all Bumblebee. odds. Or oh, sorry. Bumblebee. Yes. Bumblebee. Put some respect on his name. Yeah. Against all odds. Tim and I both really enjoyed it and gave it a good... Because of Bumblebee, I'm ready for more Transformers movies if they're like this. Yeah. I never, th- I legitimately never thought I would say that. Thought it was dead. I did. I, oh, it was painful. Uh, and then Aquaman, two bads and an ugly. Mm-hmm. We loved parts of it, but yeah, it was just, it was a whole mess. Yeah. But people were clapping and cheering in the theater. That's what they do. What's the Rotten Tomato score right now? Ooh, I don't, know. Do uh, I don't think it's not, it it's not up yet. No, it probably has some because it's. Oh, yeah, it, it, it did screen for critics. Yeah. Um, Are you kidding me? So currently, the tomato meter. Yeah. Uh, so 139 reviews counted, so uh-huh. quite okay. a few people. Uh, 68%. Accurate. 68? That's. that's I, Okay. And accurate? 96% of people want to see it. Well, of yeah. course they do. Superhero movie. My uh, mom. But, my, my mom. Yeah. I'm gonna see. Lay, lay, the lay okay, people want to see these movies for sure. For I'm sure. not the mongrel blooded yeah. people. <laughs> the mongrels. <laughs> the mongrel movie yeah. mind. This movie has a scene that looks like it takes place in oh, there we go. on a, on a <laughs> set for a soap opera. It does. It, the Sicily is probably. It looks like, like a soap opera. All right, days of, our, days of our lives is wrapping 100%. up. It has a novella. Uh, to, to wrap this up, this, criti- this criticism, <laughs> right. the reason that I go into a movie trying not to see any of the trailers, mm-hmm. seeing any reviews, not really wanting to know anything about it, so that when I go in there, I have this like pretty low expectation, yeah. pretty low standard, mm-hmm. so that I can be really surprised or really happy or whatever. The last thing you want to do is read a review 
for a movie that's pretty trash that mm-hmm. gives it five stars, that, that is always the worst for me. Yeah. It's always the worst for me when somebody says something's amazing. Because so then you start, such you start thinking, you're like, yeah. and then I'm sitting there going like, this isn't good. Yeah. Yeah, then this you're is bummed about to be, out. Yeah. But if you go in there with your expectations on the floor, yep. yeah, then you know, then you're like, okay, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Right. And that really, it makes me, movies are a lot of money and it's a lot yep. of time. time yeah. And time is money, yep. right? So I want to spend time and money in something that I think will entertain you. And those are the conversations I have with people who will yeah, be like, I yo, I got a date night with my wife. Yeah. We're going out this weekend. What can I see? Right. And I want to say, okay, what kind of movies you guys like? All right, this is probably your best bet. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And Not yeah. what I like. Right, right. But like, but this look, is probably yeah, what we, like we all see. recommend films to people based on Right. factors yeah right. and there are films that so, we feel like are universally good like yeah. i tell people go see spider-man i do yeah one of my girlfriends yeah. um my b i call her my bfw my best friend at work she's <laughs> like i'm going to see spider-man and she's not doesn't watch superhero movies mm-hmm. she doesn't she's not that person not at matter. all she texted me after it was over and was, i told you guys yeah. she said it was so good so good you know yeah. so there are movies you're right that are just universally amazing movies and then some movies that are just like certain tastes you know <laughs> you'll watch that because you'll like it <laughs> but then there are other ones that are like <laughs> come on, okay why is this on the screen <laughs> i know it's all right sorry jess I, <laughs> why I just, is this on the screen I, my I, man oh I, shady boots, my friend. Shady boots, big we, time. It, yeah. You got to cut all that, man. You're, I, me, you're I, messy. You got to cut it. I will. You don't want at least most of it. So, sorry, listeners. But listen, yes, you, you're he missing. doesn't want to cut it. I, and I know why either. he doesn't want to cut it because he's shady. Because he's shady. <laughs> yep. But you have to cut it. I will. <laughs> I, I will. So, sorry, listeners. I am being forced in my own studio to edit part of we'll, the episode. We'll talk when, this, when the mic is off. As to why you need to cut right, it, we, right. we will. So this has been the uh, yeah. So, we'll so yes. talk about it. So to to wrap it up again, uh, Mortal Engines, I give a bad two. Bumblebee, legitimately two goods. Uh, had a good time with this. This Wait, is didn't we just do this already? We did. Oh, we're, but, we're cutting it. Oh well, we will see. Uh, but yeah. So uh, Tim, where can people find you on social uh, media? Peoplescriticblog.com, um, Twitter, <laughs> Peoplescritic. Uh, Man Yetis, we just did uh, Toxic, Toxic Avenger? Avenger, which is a bizarre Problematic. Movie. And we did uh, something after that, which I totally forgot. I forget. I th- and then I was just on What's the Tea talking about oh, nice. blind spotting oh. and Sorry to Bother You. And Again, Oakland and the theme and both those A movies. movie, blind spotting is a film, yeah. like we were talking about before. That is a film that, honestly, I think everybody needs to watch. 100%. Like, it is. It gets a little, we're acting. A little bit, but that's fine. There is there is one <laughs> there, that black one, one scene <laughs> right at, like towards the end. There's a few, but well, definitely the end is like, look, I'm an actor, which is fine. But which, it's still well, to me, one. it was, I am David Diggs, yeah, who is a legitimate Broadway like credentialed actor. This is a star. Give me a moment. He's a star. So no, he. So yeah, blind spotting. That was awesome. Okay, yeah, was good. Uh, what was that? That was made in the tea. No, what's the tea? What's the tea? What's made, the tea? made in the tea. Made the tea. <laughs> oh, I was, like, oh see, I was made, <laughs> made in the 80s. 80s. I was going to be like, where did I get that from? Oh, right, your other Oh, podcast. we did Toxic Avenger, and then we did, um, um, which I didn't like, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Love it. It's not a good movie. It's Lies. Not, it's I, not. No. It's not, but it's one of my family's it's favorites. It's not good. Same. It's not good. But yeah. We rewatched, I rewatched it like this. I'm not laughing. An hour in, I, it's not a chuckle. The physical comedy when they wrap up the cat and they shake it. When I was a kid, that was the funniest yeah, thing they in the world. When the, the cat dies. Has a, he's like, what's he catching on fire? Yep. Oh, yeah. The, the, the funny part is that the two like super 80 neighbors they have. Yeah. yeah. Which They're is funny. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, yeah. who doesn't age. Not no, she looks great. Yeah. No, when, when, the grandma hears the squirrel, and the grandpa says, "You couldn't hear a semi truck going through a nitroglycerin plant, <laughs> dying. Yeah. Hilarious, not funny." Okay, 
Cool. Uh, so yeah, all of those all of those links will be in the show notes below. Curliner Jess, where can people find you on the interwebs? On the returning Curliner podcast. podcast. You can find me at it's the Curly Nerd on all forms of social media. I am also at JDC O'Brien on Twitter and at JD O'Brien underscore. Do we have a return um, date? It's, uh, as after the new year. Okay. It's just after the new year. It's just been a busy, I've been yeah. like a really 2018 Under, is like. Understandable. You have been crazy busy. Damien is working on his film yeah, he's stuff, doing which film is stuff, which, fantastic. Yeah. I cannot wait for so more people to see that. We just have been really, 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 really yeah. busy. You know, and I, I mean, I do miss doing it, but I'm just mm-hmm. tired all the time. Just yeah. work, you know, you work too much. Well, and hopefully in the new year when people want to pick up or pick up with the Curly Nerd podcast in January, you guys can talk about kind of the year in comics and some of the stuff that you guys picked up. Over yep. the time, that would be yep. great. Talk about your favorite things of 2018. Yep. Yeah, because I know just like be a really long podcast about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Or that. Ooh, that could be it too. It'd just be a really long podcast about how that's my favorite movie ever. It's a great movie. Fair. Fair. Such a good yeah. movie. Cool. Uh, and as for this podcast, you can find it at About to Review. Uh, what? I, <laughs> I I can't get over you right now. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram <laughs> at About to Review. On the website, abouttreeview.com, there is a link to support the show. If you want to give a couple dollars to PayPal, that would be great, or give a couple dollars to me through PayPal. Uh, there's also an Amazon support tab, or an Amazon wish list. So that would be great. If you want to know what you could help out with the studio, that would be fantastic. So for this episode, uh, episode 141, which is crazy. crazy. Yeah. So, but yeah, so thank you, Tim, and thank you, Jess, for joining the studio. So for this episode, I have been joined by Tim, the People's Critic. And, and the Curly Nerd, Jess. <laughs> and I've been your host, that guy named John. We will see you next time. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.